In yep. three, two, and one. Welcome to the Community Hotline for the community, by the community. I am your host, Bob Fang, and today we have community member, a so-called Trey. Trey. Hey. How's everybody doing today? Glad to be here. Why don't you introduce yourself, good sir? Uh, my name's Trey. I go by Trey Rex. Uh, I'm just a guy living in Delaware. Artists do you know, graphic design and photography as well. Back in the younger days, did a little bit of hip hop, was in a couple bands. Now just, you know, living life on the daily, trying to make the best of situations and, uh, you know, looking forward to building a positive future. Okay. I love that. And, and do you mind telling us uh, how old you are? I am 33. 33. Got it. Yep. So you live through some life, you know, definitely not older than a 15 year old. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Cool. Cool. All right. So. Uh, let's just get right into it. Um, rules of the game is that uh, it's a no cursing show. So if you do curse, strike one, boom, strike two, strike three, um, and then you get booted. <laughs> but uh, bye, <laughs> bye. All right, let's get to the first topic, which is money. Let's do that. Uh, money. So tell us, what is money? Money is what we uh exchange our time and our you know our valuables for a, a medium of exchange that came from i'll give you some goats for some straw and some potatoes to get some coins and some stones now it's about to be digital as you you know as well yeah yeah i'm ready for it man but I'm it's ready. a tool at the end of the day you know so we some of us have more some of us have less but it's a tool a tool to help build and grow with Got it. Do you feel like your uh, your understanding of money has changed since you, when you were in high school? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think as a kid, there was no true concept of money. You know, started working at fifteen, but even then, it was like, okay, this pays my bills. It's you know what we use as society. But like, until you really get older and you really start paying for everything yourself, you truly realize you know a dollar used to go a long way. Now it's not so much. Mm. Okay. See what all our parents were bugging about when we were kids. Like, nah, you, can't, you don't even know what money is, and you want all these toys. Now do, we know. Do you, do you have like a do you have like a story of when you were in in high school and how you viewed money or what you were doing with your money back then? Oh man, being reckless. I'll tell you what. A lot of food, and then when I got old, like. 16 17 i got into drugs so it was a lot of on drugs which you know drugs are bad okay what kind of drugs were you doing oh man uh cocaine xanax vicodin wellbutrin adderall ecstasy and then booze and cigarettes and then weed but you know at the end of the day that's the least of the worries and after all that stuff this is uh, and this was all in high school during this period. Yeah, yeah, I was like senior year. Okay, when did you? How did you get into like experimenting? I like this topic because I feel like you know a lot of kids do do drugs. And oh yeah, and like I have all the experiences that could say you know while I laugh about it now they were rough times to go through and if anyone's going through like you you can get off of it if you want to but uh, how I got started was just. I got started doing cocaine because I was buying some weed off this dude and he was like, you want to do some coke? And I was like, nah, man, I'm not going to mess with that. 
and then he was in the backseat of my car and he just he broke up a bunch of coke onto my weed and like shook it up and gave it to me and i didn't know and i was like well if i smoked it might as well snort it i love that i love <laughs> you gotta trust if you're doing something you gotta trust people really well you can't just be you know dealing with random schmucks mm-hmm. okay okay and then and then i guess you know your your dealer you know he wanted a you know a, a higher paying client so he's like let me get him on this coke game yeah. uh, <laughs> what would you say uh what if the kids were trying to, you know, do drugs? Do you have any, like, you know, two tips you know, for them who, who do want to actually, you know, experiment? It's pretty much inevitable that, you know, we're all going to do something, some shape or form. The best way to do it is wait till you're older and you can be more intelligent with your decisions and then possibly choose not to do it. If you choose to, then be in a safe environment, be with people you trust and don't act reckless and, you know, just be safe but like the best way to do is like i told my younger brother when he was in high school just wait <laughs> if you want to wait till you're older wait till your brain gets a little bit better and grows more before you mess it all up okay i love that i love that um what would you say uh you know so so basically in your younger days you were spending all your money on on food drugs uh, out to movies just hanging out with friends you know mm-hmm. when you're 16 17 years old you don't make a bunch of money so what do you pay a little gas, pay your car insurance, save $20 a check here and there or something, and then the rest you blow. Literally on my occasion. <laughs> what would you say uh, in, in terms of, you know, if you could go back in time, how, how would you manage your money differently knowing what you know now? I would say invest it, you know, or whether it be in yourself of some sort, following your passions, following an idea, what if you go back? Go back to uh, sorry to interrupt. What if you go back? Oh, to, you're good. What if you go back to like when you're when you're uh, 17? It's like summer of when you're 17, and you go back to little Trey, and you're like, "Yo, for the next three months, this is how you need to do your money." What, what would you right. Do? First, I'd slap him in the face and give him a good shake, and be like, "You need to step away from this nonsense." But after that, you you know you buckle your bootstraps, you dig deep, and uh, you know you just work hard, and that's what I did once I got clean of all the stuff that I was doing. Just mm worked really hard and uh set aside money when i could did some traveling moved around a bit you know had new experiences and that's what comes with uh patience but discipline discipline is the name of the game i love that okay what made you what made you uh discipline yourself to to get off the drugs and be clean (laughs) a mushroom trip More drugs. Psychedelics. <laughs> nah, but like natural and then just growing in life and, you know, running ins with the cops and having close calls and, you know, people ODing on harder shit that I knew, like doing heroin and fucking meth or meth. There's one. Oops. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, things like that. You just grow up and you realize that, hey, you know, at the end of the day, it's a choice. You know, a chemical dependency becomes that. But it, you, from experience, I can say that we all make the choices. And some of us continue to make the choices till we're grown and don't get it. And I'm just not trying to live that cycle. And I just learned, you know, there's more to life. So let's experience it. I respect that. I just got to say, I, I got sober and clean uh, because of shrooms as well. Like, that's definitely what started me on that journey. It's a kick in the pants, man. What would you? What if you, about, what about, if you know, you know. Whatever. What about the? Because I was talking to this, uh, talking to this girl the other day, and she was like, "Yeah, I used to do shrooms too." And I was like, "Damn, I have a cousin right now who's in high school, 
And I told her, I was like, I'm trying to get him to do all the drugs right now. <laughs> so later on, he's all, he's all good. And she was, and the argument was, you shouldn't do shrooms until like after 18, like when you're a little bit older. What are your thoughts on that? See, that's, uh, I don't know. Like I waited till I was 18 and I like did lots of research, you know, on the internet when the internet was young and stuff. But like I knew people who were doing it at 14, 15 and some of them like, it made them go absolutely bonkers because they went too much into it. Like I know a guy who just, you ever seen, what was it? SLC punk. Mm-hmm. What is no, that? Okay. It's got uh, the dude who played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo series on, t- on the movies, yeah, whatever yeah. his name is. And then the guy from how I'm, um, Sarah Marshall, Jason, whatever. Anyway, guy's got a bunch of acid in his pocket and he's running and a sprinkler system in the, in the yard goes off and it like wets all the acid and he absorbs it. And then he goes insane that's basically how this kid was so i do suggest like waiting till your brain develops more okay but i know people who did it as 15 uh you know they some turned out fine some not so much but let's all just you know at the end of the day we can wait (laughs) there you go folks kids if you want to try drugs especially shrooms wait until after you got wait till you're a little bit older like I do get what you were saying though, because like I did all that nonsense before I turned 21. And then when I turned 21 and could drink, I was like, all right, I'm done with all of it. I'm bored. I'm not going to do anything now. <laughs> Became a boring old man. You know, you know, kids, they, they, they need to, whatever, whatever is right for you. You're right. A person I couldn't and you- imagine being a kid right now. Honestly, I was <laughs> 18 in 2005. Now I don't even know. How is your, is your younger brother like still in high school or is he? Nah, he, he's graduated. He's like 27 now. Yeah, he's 27. There's a okay. six year gap. Okay, okay. Cool. Well, let's uh, get into education. Just a nice little transition. You know, right. that, uh, who were you in high school? Uh, I was the loner kid that knew everybody and hung out with everybody. Like, I did my own thing, just chilled by myself a lot, but I also had like friends and multiple groups and just bounced around between people, hanging with different cliques, getting to know different, uh, you know, eclectic group of people. Okay. Did you play drums or guitar? Uh, I played guitar in some bands back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, so I guess, what what would you say like the the three biggest challenges you faced in, in high school? Was high school better than middle school? Was middle school better than high school? Do you remember? Middle school, I can't remember that far back. <laughs> high school, I'd say the first two years were pretty rough. I was like five two, one ninety, so I was a short little, yeah, it was a short little chubby kid. So you know, and I was you know had like the all black clothes and the thirty two inch wide leg pants with seventeen thousand pockets, but uh, so. I got some some trash talk my way, but I held my ground. But I would say that uh, you know, you learn and you develop yourself, but it's hard to know yourself when you're that young. Like none of us truly know, and like what kids don't know, and no adults will tell. And I'll tell the biggest secret right now to all the kids out there is that every single adult is really just a grown child. No matter how old they are. Whether they're 85, 42, you know, I'm 33. How old are you? Uh, 29. Okay. So, like, you can test it. Like, you still feel – you're like a fine wine. We're all like fine wines. We're young at heart, 
but the body ages, we get wiser and we get better, we get faster, we get stronger. But yeah, we're all kids at the end of the day and we all have issues from being our childhood, our parents' childhood, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, it's just, we all have that inner child within us that uh, we keep growing. Some don't let it grow and that's where you get, uh, I won't curse on here, but snobby and uptight and mean people. That's where mean adults come from. It's children who didn't heal themselves. But kids are mean too. Like I, I, kids are ruthless. I, 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 so you mentioned the first two years you, you know, you were on the bigger side and you got made fun of and, and, and bullied, right? So yeah, and then I grew like six inches. <laughs> yeah, and it's like how, how does you know, I guess, what, what would you say to the kids who, who are that right now, are five two, and you know. And they're in there. Like, how do they go through high school, you know, dealing with all that, all that mean? Right. And we just had like AOL instant messenger. We just had that aim game back in the day. So we don't have all this extra stuff, but uh, all I can say is like <laughs> the people, the people running their mouth and talking trash, like they're the ones that are broken and hurting inside. So like, as much as it sucks to like, take that, take it as a lesson and not as a loss, like you, whoever's dealing, you know, on the receiving end of some BS, like, you're going to win it at the end of the day, you know, in the long game. And that's what you got to play. Like, you know, but put people in their place. Like my deal is like, people could trash talk me all day. I'll trash talk back, but don't lay a hand on me. That's when it's like all gloves are off, not condoning the fighting and violence, but don't let anyone, you know, beat you up at the end of the day and just take it. Exactly. I love that. All right. So I guess, uh, what do you think are some challenges that the youth are facing today that you noted? <sighs> over medication and failed hopes and dreams from their parents and putting perfection on a pedestal and so much pressure for these kids that like they're having PTSD moments and they're like seven. Okay. So we have Let alone all the ones who are, you know, in high school and college, et cetera. So basically you said drugs. <laughs> well, I mean like, how do we, how are we like medicating our kids at six, seven years old with, you know, kids want to run and play. Of course they got, you know, attention deficit disorder or whatever. Like there's gotta be better ways than just shoving pills down kids throats to make them, you know, sit and pay attention in class. I figure we could do something in the education department before the medication department. That's a really great point. That's a really great point. Have you, have you, uh, have you worked with kids? Nope. <laughs> All my friends got kids, so I'm going to hang around them every once in a while. But, uh, <laughs> nah, man. I think, uh, I think, uh, I, so I, I've taught, I've taught second grade. Nice. And, uh, and I, and I, and I get what you're saying. I think it's just like, people are just lazy, man. They would much rather just put this kid on Adderall and just yep. him out and have him focus than like deal with this kid. <laughs> exactly yeah all these parents that are homeschooling right now with everything you know i can't like i got people at work like my kids are driving me crazy i actually have to be around them all day like that's so gotta pay teachers more and the and the the second one was uh like failed parents that we said like the trauma of our parents and things like that you know like we as kids we all go through issues with our parents we're you know 
there's a wide spectrum of things. And then, you know, that issues probably stem from their parents and their issues, et cetera. And like generational trauma that's like it's 2020 and we're just now scraping the surface of talking about mental health, let alone like what our ancestors and family had to deal with in like 1843, 1119, 4000 BC, like that kind of stuff. Got it. Got it. How, what is your relationship with your parents like? Oh, my mom and I have a great relationship. I don't speak to my father. I don't really know him. I think okay. the last time I saw him was like eight. I don't know. I'm bad at math when I was 14. So like almost 15, 16 years ago. Okay. Can you, uh, I guess what, what, uh, I guess from, from that experience, what could you tell like the, the kids in high school right now going through that, you know, kids who don't have dads and stuff? Yeah. Like whatever, you know, it's tough. It's definitely rough. Whatever parent, you know, you're not, you know, isn't a part of your life, but if it's their choice, it's not your fault. Nothing's wrong on your end. It's just, you know, they're people too. They make choices whether we like those choices or not, you know, we got to deal with but at the end of the day, like you grow up and you get stronger and you know that like your value doesn't come from other people's recognition of you. Your value comes from within you and what, you know, you overcome and deal with. Mm. But what were you mentally going through in high school? Like without a doubt, did you care or are you just like, whatever? Uh, At the time I cared a lot. I felt like, Oh, like my blood doesn't care about me. Nobody else will. So like I didn't have in-depth relationships then I didn't trust people like abandonment issues. That's what led to the drugs and drinking and stuff like that. Trying to like numb these feelings of abandonment and, uh, in, not emptiness is not what I'm saying, but abandonment, basically, yeah. Okay, wow, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I guess on the on the more happier side of the spectrum, for all the for all the guys out there who have single moms, you know, what are three tips? You know, you have for your kids to you know slide past certain things, and like, are there any buttons that you know? How do you how do you control a mom, or how do you get a mom to get off your back? Oh man. I I just just lie so much. Don't lie to your parents. It's not bad, but definitely be truthful to them. You know, you know, tell them what you're feeling. You know, if you feel they're going to feel some negative type of way about it, it's best to just deal with it up front. Cause I have learned from experience that the longer you hide something, the worse off it's going to be. What's that experience? Share that experience. So many to choose from and only a few I can remember. It's just, you know how they say, like, I'm not mad at you, but I'm disappointed. And it just, like, it's that knife just a little bit with a twist inside you. It's just, you just got to, you just got to, at the end of the day, you know, all our parents have, are growing and evolving people just as we are, especially as kids. So you got to build trust and have a good relationship. If you don't, then, you know, trust yourself and find out what situation works for you and, if you can talk to a parent or another friend or another adult, like I said, that can deal with something, you just got to find some sort of outlet to communicate with. Mm. When did you stop lying to your mom? Or you still <laughs> lie to your mom? <laughs> no, I stopped when I was like, stopped doing drugs. It was like, there's so much nonsense. It's like, you can't deal with this stuff anymore. It's all negativity. You just, the darkness must come to the light regardless exactly exactly the truth must be told i love that yeah plus it's your mom like how you gonna how you gonna do that you can't do that 
That's tons of people. You just said it. You lie to your mom all the time. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, but then you realize what a what a not nice thing to do. There's plenty of people who don't who don't think like that. <laughs> nah. But we grow, right? We grow and we learn. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Have you have you talked to your mom today? Uh yeah, I just well, I live with her, so. Okay. Cool. I'm yeah, there. she just she just got hurt like a couple years ago at work and been dealing with a bunch of nonsense and so so I moved in to help take care of her in situations like this. That's great. I love that. From lying son to amazing son. Yep. See, we can all grow and do things. If I can do all these crazy nonsensical things and then grow and evolve and become a better person, you can too. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about love. What is love? What is love? Don't hurt me. <laughs> That's all I know. That's the only words I know. Um, no more. There we go. Uh, love is just, you know, being there for someone, I think. Regardless of who it is, whether you're, you know, got a friend, a partner, a parent, a sibling, just communication, valuing one another, help lending a, you know, a shoulder cry on a helping hand. Okay. Or it could be for someone you don't even know. Hmm. Who was your first love? Uh, there was reciprocated back or unrequited? <laughs> Both. What's the difference? Uh, the unrequited love is when they don't love you back. <laughs> and you're just like, damn, I would literally like you, but you don't get you don't care about me at all. It's that just friend zone. I don't know. There's this chick in high school that I really like. We were friends since like the third grade, but that was it. It was just like we knew each other so long that she had so many boyfriends that like I was friends with. And I was just like always right there, but not there. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And then uh, I was getting tattooed back in January and her, she walked in and lo and behold, her husband was in the booth next to me. <laughs> Shit. I just honestly didn't. I I didn't make eye contact. I was like, "We're not here together right now." Did you talk to her? Did you say hi? Nah, nah. You don't talk okay. Oh no, I haven't talked to her since high school. Oh okay, okay. And so, then like first rela- real relationship wasn't until I was like twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five. Yeah, that's when I like like a serious relationship. Okay. And then, and then, how did you get into that? What about for the for the guys, you know, who, who don't know how to get into relationships? How did how how did your first relationship form? It's rough, and they are a lot of work. But you know, good things take work, so you definitely have to put that effort in on a give daily basis. What, 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 give me an example. You just got to consistently show up. It's like like they say, you know, it is cliche. Like it's a choice every day to, you know, continue to love someone, be a part of something, even when things aren't going so well. Mm. Okay. And what about, what about uh, your first heartbreak? First heartbreak. Real one was that the ending of that first relationship. Uh, I lived with some friends. Like she and I lived together with my friends. There's like four of us in a house. And then they're my homies for like a decade. Like we were thick as thieves. And she and my best friend's brother had an affair. And then like, they're still living in the same house that we all live together in and they're married. So, I mean, everything works out for a reason. It sucked then, but was fantastic in the long game for me. 
that's life, man. That, like, you know, people, that was a rough one. <laughs> yeah. How, what would you What would you say to the to the youth who are you know kind of going through some bad breakups? What are uh, What are What are three actionable steps to find the hobby? You're wow. gonna have a lot of new, You're gonna have a lot of new time on your hands. Um, know that it, it's cliche as can be, but time really does heal all wounds. Like, just be patient. That's what I would say is patience is key on that one. Patience. And that, and it is the biggest virtue or one of them for anything in life. Mm. Play the long game. And the third one is just have fun. Go back and like, whether you did certain things with certain people that you're like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Like, that reminds me, like, go do that. Like, just go have fun. It's, it's all fun and games. If you don't get caught up on the, on the not so great parts, it's like, can't get attached to the clouds passing by in the sky when you are the infinite sky. Mm, okay. Infinite sky. Well, yeah, man. Uh, what about the kids? Uh, you know, I, I always think about, you know, the youth when, when they go into like when they enter high school and all of the, I guess, bullying and like the whole uh, peer pressure, that's a big one, you know? Um, and, yep. I, and I don't think they really understand, you know, the concept of love because Disney has like brainwashed them. Oh, yeah. How, did, how, how does, you know, I guess if you were to go back in high school now, um, you know, what, what, what are some things you would have done differently in each grade, like 9, 10, 11, 12? Like one thing you would change each year. Like overall though, I'd say like Cat Williams says, like just be your star player, trust in your star player, AKA yourself. Um, but do different things. I'd say freshman year. Be a little bit more fearless. Just like sky. I went skydiving last year and that was terrifying. <laughs> But afterwards, like, this is amazing, but just you go head head first into the storm and, you know, you'll find some lightning in there, but you you can harness it and then focus that, focus that energy into whatever it is that you find great about school at the time. I liked art and I liked history. If you don't learn your history, you're doing to repeat it and creative outlet. And it's just a stress relief for me, at least. Okay. And then just, you know, go back to it is have fun. It's going to be the one of the hardest times of your life, yet also the easiest where you have zero responsibility other than to just absorb what they're telling you and, you know, give it back to them in a test. What was the, what was the hardest time? I think the social life. I don't think school, like I really didn't apply myself. I did enough to get by. Like, I mean, I had a 94 GPA, but I wasn't really trying. You know what I mean? You're Some just, classes. Yeah, I just was like, yeah, I got this. I won't do homework for this, but I know I'll still get a B average or whatever. The only thing I did do was chemistry my junior year. I could not do chemistry for nothing. So, like, I just cheated the entire the whole the whole year. Okay. Okay. Uh, what, what would you say uh, are, your, are two defining moments in your life and how do they impact you? Getting clean, that was one of the biggest ones. Uh, just because you you clear your mind again, uh, you get more grounded, uh, healthier, and just you have more opportunities in life, a longer lifespan. You, you don't know what's coming on the back end when you invest in your health. 
and clear everything out of you. And then I'd say the second one was going vegan. The not consuming something that was a living being was uh, just a great help in my mental health as well as just feeling overall like physically a lot better. I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my life. And like, I definitely contribute that to changing my diet. Changing your diet. Okay. Wow. Big life changes, man. So you think you're going to get, you think you're going to get married? Is marriage on the horizon for you? Do you have kids? Are you thinking about those things now that you're, you know? I think about one. I mean, one day I will adopt. I'm nowhere near that at all. Uh, Probably give me another decade. And some change. <laughs> Where? Why? Why? Where's the fear? Why aren't you ready now? I mean, I've been like, taking care of my mom and stuff for like three years. Once this is all, you know, she's all good and healthy and financially stable and good to go. Like, I'm gonna go live my life for a while, travel. Once this, you know, once the bull run, they start going off. There's gonna be a little bit more free time. I'm gonna quit my job and actually live life experience it, and then get back into doing like you know giving back to people it's so like you got the idea with the homelessness and changing that and like buying some land helping animals helping people making a commune that's an idea i have for later in life but kids that'll come one day but uh, i don't see having my own I don't, I don't really think bringing another soul into this world is on those babies are scary man they're so terrifying they're so fragile, and yet when they look in your soul, it's like they know everything. And it's like, please, can we, can we not go there? <laughs> I like like six to like seventeen, especially the ones who are about to age out. Like, I really think adopting like older kids would be cooler, and like not cooler, but I mean like as though it's a cool thing to do. But I mean like they're the ones who I think are going to get they get shuffled out at eighteen. Like, here you go, have fun. Like, and they don't have any resources or anything, so I think it'd be a lot more able to help and relate to an older kid versus a baby of my own. I get it. Okay. Well, well I guess the, let's, to wrap it up then, uh, the last and final question is uh, what are three pieces of life advice you have, you know, for the youth listening right now? Everything's going to take longer to get done than what you think whatever goals and aspirations you have, like you got to play the extreme long game. If you think something's going to come easy, it's not, it's going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of investment, a lot of patience, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, definitely a lot of tears, a lot of wanting to quit. So patience and then perseverance and grit to follow that up. Because if you can't get punched in the face for a while, and by a while, I mean like a couple years and still every day, get up and go do your thing, work towards a goal, then like it ain't going to happen. Sorry. Unless you get really lucky or some way, shape or form, but no matter what, life's going to kick you in the shins here and there and you're going to have to keep walking. And then the third one is play. Life's already too serious and the world out there is too crazy and ridiculous at times enough as it is. So if you just remember to play, and then be grateful for the fact that you have that ability to do all of the above. I love it. And there you have it, folks. A soul call, Trey. Uh, where can everyone find you? Can they hit you on the DMs? They're like, wow, you're so 
you know, wise. I want to like get some help from you. You know, can they can they DM you? Yeah, they hit me on the Instagram right there. There, oh, there it is. <laughs> God, Instagram. Most of my stuff is on there. That's where I'm at mostly. Twitter sometimes, but definitely hit me up on the DM on Instagram. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, before I forget, um, this is sponsored by 88 Real Estate Media, and uh, we are currently trying to build the best kung fu pool in Southern California. So if you're interested in joining the uh, oversight committee, please do not hesitate to send us a message. Um, other than that, uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Take care.